1: Oh, and welcome back to this Selling from the Hard podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? How are you today,
0: man? I'm doing great. It, it, couldn't, be any, it couldn't be any better because today is my 25th wedding anniversary. So. Wow. Congratulations, dude. That is so amazing. amazing. Oh, and, and you know my wife, Daryl, so I'm like, oh, God, I can't believe she's put up with me for 25 years, but I love my wife. Uh, she she uh, she should be inducted into sainthood. No question at all. No question at all. I think she she has to be inducted into the wife hall of fame for putting up with my BS for twenty five years. <laughs> no question. Well, <laughs> welcome
1: back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. We're we're actually really excited about what we have to share today, and, and uh, we'll get into that topic in in just a moment. Um, for those of you who are new to the podcast, though, we want to welcome you. Thanks for for showing up. You have become. Uh, part of an elite community of sales reps that are committed to selling from the heart, being genuine, being authentic, bringing value, doing the hard work, all these things that we talk about. We invite you to go back and listen to previous episodes. And for those of you who uh, have been with us since the beginning, thank you for spreading the word. Um, It's amazing. We now have uh, over 2,700 downloads of the Selling from the Heart podcast. So what does that tell us? It tells us that you're not alone. We're not alone. There are people out there that are committed to not just being sales reps, not just being leeches, to uh, suck commission out of customers, but actually being sales professionals to develop genuine relationships with lifetime clients
0: and really add value. So that's, it's exciting to see the traction Larry, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. And I just get blown away and, and I start, you know, I spend some time in my LinkedIn newsfeed and it's just amazing that people are out sharing our podcasts and more importantly, I'm like going, Oh my, it's just, wow that they're listening to them in sales meetings, they're listening to them walking on the treadmill, or they're listening to it driving in the car. I mean, it's kind of cool. Well, if we're going to do treadmill,
1: we might need to add a soundtrack in the background. But for those <laughs> of you who are on the treadmill right now, you can do it. Go for it. It's great. Well, last week, last week, we talked about this whole concept of developing your identity as a sales professional. And the feedback we've been getting um, from last week's episode has been fantastic. Thank you to all of you who have have Reached out and given some input, and, and we challenged everybody at the end of the episode to build their own identity. Literally, what is your mission? What are your values as a sales professional? Um, and what are what are you trying to do? And, and beyond the identity of your company and the value proposition of your company, what do you bring to the table uh, when clients work with you? So great discussion, and it really transitions well into our topic this week, and, and the topic this week actually came out of some feedback from, from one of our listeners um, in the central United States, and, and I just want to thank Pat for his feedback. Um, but you know, it, it was a question really around this topic of solution selling, and as a sales rep, that struggle and that tension, it doesn't matter what industry you're in, every industry is telling, selling some type of solution. Right and and uh, usually that's code word for software or some type of service on top of of what the industry is traditionally sold and there's that tension between kind of the legacy business and the solutions business and so today we want to talk about that and in particular Larry we're gonna have a good time busting some myths about
0: solution selling I'm ready to bust myths because if this old timer can can have success in solution selling, I, I really think anybody can. Uh, you're, you're the ultimate excuse remover. If Larry can be the number one solutions
1: rep for a company uh, in the United States and do their largest
0: software transaction, anybody can do that, right, Larry? <laughs> and, and, and you know what? And it's, it's Daryl, and, and it's not that difficult. And that, and that was what I really started noticing. It, and, and it goes back to, you know, even if we expanded on what we spoke about on the last podcast of really knowing yourself. Yeah. Um, I, I think a lot of these, if you just know yourself and the goods that you bring, solution selling is really is not that hard because it's just, it's just really sharing with people how you can help them solve a business problem and challenge. And it may not be hardware related because yeah. there's so much more than if we expand upon this beyond hardware,
1: well, and I think that's you know that's the crux of the matter is you know if you're selling from the heart, you're already a solutions rep. and what I mean by that is if you're selling from the heart, you're genuinely looking to discover your client and your prospects' goals and business problems and uh, you know a solution it's so funny, uh, and I met Larry uh, we met over a decade ago um, when I was doing solutions training, and I got to travel all over the the country training um, legacy hardware reps how to sell solutions and I'd always ask the reps and this, I think gets to the heart of the matter. I'd say, Hey, tell me, you know, what solutions do you sell? I kind of play dumb like, Hey, I should have done my homework better. Can you all tell me what solutions that you sell? And uh, inevitably the, the sales reps would start rattling off in this case, software um, titles. You know, we sell this software and this software and this software. And uh, I get to the end of it and I go, Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't ask what software you sold. I asked what solutions you sold. And they'd all look at me like, what are you talking about? I said, you know, software is not a solution. And, and it, it, whatever, whatever your company calls a solution is not really a solution. A solution is the application of knowledge, technology, and professional services to solve a problem and create a positive, invest, a positive impact on the business, a positive ROI. It's the application of knowledge and technology and professional services to solve a problem. And so, when we talk about a solution, um, the solution's not that complicated package of software or that you know amazingly sophisticated ERP or cloud services package or managed services thing. A solution is an idea to solve a business problem. And so, I used to say, and we've used the word "empty suit" around here. I used to say, "You're an empty shirt." in the solutions business until you understand your client's business problems. You know what's beautiful about that, Larry? Is any sales rep can have a conversation with
0: a client about their business problems. Agree. And, and I think the biggest thing is, is just learning the acumen around how to have those conversations. Yes. And, and, and I'll, use, I'll use me as a classic example. I wasn't the smartest person out there when it came to solutions or IT or anything like that. But I knew the key questions to ask an executive that would get them thinking, would get them speaking. And then I knew who to pull in from my company. Mm -hmm. help them solve some of those. And I think the biggest thing is I think where sales reps go, Hey, I don't want to get involved with this. Hey, the selling cycle is too long. It's going to impede my commissions. I can't sell hardware as fast as I need to and so forth. Well, you need to know when to bring these people in. And more importantly, I think sales reps need to quarterback these accounts. And, you know, maybe I can't speak for everybody, but I've seen it all too often is sales reps will just pass this off. And then they're relying on other people to do the selling. Yes, is why don't you as the sales rep have that engaging conversation, ask those questions and go, hey, you know, I might be able to help you solve this. Let me go back to my office, discuss it. And then at our next meeting, I'd like to bring in some people who may be able to help. Are you open to it? And then that sales rep quarterbacks the whole thing. They learn something. And then like you and I were and like, I I learned from you. Right. And then at the end, then the sales rep comes in with the team and moves across the goal line. I mean, this really isn't complicated, but I think as a sales rep, because we live in that hardware centric world, we make it too complicated because we don't understand. Well, so myth number
1: one, and we're going to bust three myths of solution selling today. And myth number one of solution selling is that you have to be a technical expert to sell solutions. And the answer is the most successful solutions sales reps—the ones that have made the step, kind of that next level, next generation. The most successful ones I've encountered in doing that over 15 years have been the least technical sales reps, because the definition of a solution is the is is you don't have a solution until you have a problem, and so the whole concept of uncovering a problem in your clients. Um, world, and their business, uh, requires you to have a business-level conversation. And so, solution selling does not require you to be a technical expert. It does require you to have knowledge about your client's business. You need that business acumen because you need to know, and this goes back to a lot of what we've been talking about in the Selling from the Heart podcast. If you're going to add value to your clients, you need to know about their business their problems, their industry, their challenges. And so the heavy lifting at the beginning of this uh, solution selling really requires talking to your clients and asking them those questions. And if you're going to talk to, if clients are going to open up to you about those questions, you have to be positioned as somebody that could have a, you know, bring some value and add credibility. And, And obviously we've talked a lot about that. So myth number one is that solution selling requires you to be a technical expert. And when I when I see uh, companies hire technical experts to go out and sell stuff, it's usually a total disaster overall uh, because only a few buyers, and if you go back to Jeff Moore's Crossing the Chasm, which is one of my favorite books, um, his research looked at companies that were essentially selling solutions. They would launch a new product and the early adopters, which Form about 15% of the population, these early adopters that love gadgets, love technology, aren't afraid to take risk, would snap it up, and the companies would be like, hey, this is going to take off. But as soon as they exhausted the techie people, they had to go sell to the rest of the world, the majority. And the, the thing that Jeff Moore learned about the majority is very instructive to us as salespeople is the average, 80, the other 85% of the market is terrified of technology. But those same people that are scared of technology have business problems that technology could sell. So, I don't care what you're selling. It really doesn't matter. But if you're going to enter that solutions uh, quote-unquote solutions business in your industry, really it's not so much about the technical knowledge as it is about having the business acumen to go in and talk to someone about their business problems. So, myth number one, solution selling requires you to be a technical expert. Myth number two, this one's my favorite, Larry. I love, love destroying this myth. Myth number two is that solution sales extends the sales cycle. So I'm not going to touch it with a 10 foot pole because it's going to screw up my sales cycle.
0: You know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, how boy. many times have you heard this? Uh, I hear it all the time. I just heard it this week from somebody who reached out to me. Um, I think the reason why it possibly extends the sales cycle or they think like that is they're not involved in the sales cycle to begin with. Boom. So how would they know they had, they conjure up all this stuff going on in their head. So, (laughs) you know, I I had a conversation with a sales rep, just a few days ago and we were talking, we were talking about this very subject Uh and I said, you wouldn't know if it extends the sales cycle because in essence, you're bird dogging a lead and then you pass it off to your, you know, your technical experts and your technical experts are great presenters. They got a ton of knowledge. Yeah. And that's what they're designed for. They're not designed to sell this thing. They'll have conversations all day long. Right? Yes. But if you're, if you're not active in this from start to finish, and I think that's where I saw success with this Daryl Yes. is not only did I have that high level business conversation and I wasn't a technical expert, but I just, I just said, Hey, you know, like you always said, I got a ton of those back in my office. Right? Absolutely. But what I made sure of is I was at every appointment. Yes. I was at every conversation, whether that was online I brought, I brought everybody together. I summarized meetings and then I would encourage the ball moving forward because at a certain point in time, I think a a sales professional is going to pick up on those sales cues and no one to ask those trial balloon questions. Well, so, so this whole thing, I mean, does that make sense?
1: Oh, totally. A hundred percent. But but even inside that, you go okay. Well, and 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 by the way, what you're saying just harkens back to myth number one. You don't need to be the technical expert. You need to be the expert in understanding and defining the business problem uh, and bringing the tech people to the table. But myth number two about this sales cycle thing. You know, I I love going in front of a room full of skeptical sales reps um, and saying, okay, well, what's what's your sales cycle? How long is your sales cycle? You know, I'll get the answers like, well, it's it's thirty days
0: or it's six. Well, yeah. Well, 30, 30, all 30 days because we all <laughs> and then I, go, then I go,
1: no, no, I'm sorry. You didn't understand me. I wasn't asking what your upgrade cycle is yeah. for a softball that's been pitched to you. It's like T-ball that's been sat on the thing for you to hit. And those are great. Nothing wrong with that. But what's the sales cycle for a net new customer, someone to come on board? And in the particular industry I grew up in, you know, most of the stuff was leased. So if you walked into an office and they just least new gear, I mean, the sales cycle could be five years, right? So I say, well, what's this, not the upgrade cycle, what's the sales cycle? And everyone goes, well, geez, it all depends. Well, the sales cycle on a solution is beautiful because here's why. Every single business that you walk into, every client that you talk to, if you're in, and if you sell to people, everyone has problems. Everybody has problems. And, and when you identify those problems, when you have the business acumen to be able to go in and talk to someone about their business goals and challenges and uncover a problem, you've created an immediate opportunity. If it's a top level problem, if it's right. not a top level problem, then move on. But if it's a top level problem, you've created an immediate opportunity. And the sales cycle doesn't have to be five
0: years. The no, sales it, cycle could be that, you know, whatever. Well, you you do. And you're so true about that because, you know, if if we put our, we got to take these hardware hats off as sales reps. Because that's where they're thinking about. They're going, okay, I'm walking around trying to find a solution with a hardware hat on.
1: It's like one of those tinfoil hats. <laughs> well,
0: and, and, so and so they don't think about it. And I wrote, a blog, I wrote a blog post just last week about, you know, prospecting and developing business as a managed service provider. And yes. the one thing that I, I said that, that I think resonates, and you just touched on it, Daryl, is if you're out there looking for solutions, yes. everybody you have a conversation with is a potential business client. Yes, because everybody has those sets of problems. Not everybody is a potential opportunity when it comes to hardware, but everybody is a potential opportunity for software, or for solutions, or anything like that. We just have to have that high level business conversation and uncover and uncover things. But more importantly, I think as sales reps, we have to start educating them on trends. We have to bring some insight. Hey, are you experiencing this right inside your office? Yes. And that's
1: where, so go, just debunking this myth about the sales cycle, we just have to honestly say, look, we're not talking about upgrade cycles. We're talking about up net new business. And by the way, if you want to grow your income as a sales rep, Uh, you're going to have to get net new business. If you want to make more money than you did last year, other than just sitting in your office whining that you don't get more current accounts to upgrade, (laughs) you're going to have to, and I don't think anyone on the call wants to be that person. You're going to have to go out and get net new business. How do you get net new business? You go have business level conversations with people about their business problems. And, and when you do that, I think you'll be surprised. and, And I have this from personal experience, Um, I have this from many, many sales reps who went out and started talking to people about their business problems and came back and went, wow, I found an opportunity. And then, you know, 90 days later, go, wow, they said yes, you know, and and you go, this is not that hard. Myth number one, solution selling requires you to be a tech expert. No, it requires you to be a business expert expert and have some acumen in talking to clients about their business problems. Myth number two that we've just debunked is that solutions extends the sales cycle. Um, listen, there, there is no sales cycle until you uncover a business problem, unless you're just someone out there flipping current customer base. Myth number three, myth number three is that solution selling is too complicated. Larry, it's too complicated. I can't do this.
0: <laughs> I think the reason why, well, Okay. So, you know me, I'm a control freak. I'm high typing. <laughs> right. But yes. when it, but when it comes to, when it comes to this stuff, I don't want to know, I don't want to become that tech technical expert. Well, so like, here's an illustration. So, and, and, and I used to ask people
1: this cause we were like, Daryl, this, this software stuff, this, this IT stuff, this network stuff, insert whatever you sell, these annuities, whatever, whatever you sell, this is too complicated. And I would say, what, what do you mean? It's too complicated. I'd say, did you drive to work this morning? Yeah. They go, yeah. I'm like, well, great. Can you explain to me how the fuel injection works on your car? And they're like, well, well I don't know how that. I'm like, well, how did you drive to work if you don't understand how the fuel injection works? It's so, well, I don't need to know how the fuel <laughs> injection works. All I need to do is turn the key and put, my, you know, put it in gear and go. That's what I need to know. Sales reps, it's the exact same thing. You know, it doesn't matter. In fact, if you think about what you sell right now, I don't care what it is you sell. If you sell anything right now, could you really explain to me how it works? Like I used to sell photocopiers, and, and I used to have to read I, I read this book that told me when I first hired it explained how that thing works. I I skimmed through it. I have no idea, Larry. Do you have any idea how that no, works? No, I, and, and I could tell millions you millions of dollars
0: worth of that stuff. And I, and I was and I was in the I was in the channel, Daryl, twenty seven years. Still right. to this day. I don't know how a copier works, and I really don't care how a copier works.
1: Yeah, and and so, but but all of a sudden we bring in and and I don't care what you sell. It whether you sell IT, whether you sell cloud services, well, there's one cloud. What what in the world is a cloud? How does that work? I don't know, I don't need to know. What I need to know is my client has a business problem. This might solve its this business problem. And if I can get the client to agree, that, yes, that's a problem, and if you could help me solve it, I'd be interested in learning more. Now, I've, you know, I've got the ball on the 50-yard line for a solution sale. I bring my experts in that actually do know how all of it works, and then, I, like you said, I circle back. Solution selling is
0: not complicated, no, it's it, not. It, it's not, and and I think you know what I told the sales. What I t- what I told the sales rep who reached out to me this week is, it's not complicated. You don't have to understand it, right? You don't have to control it. You don't have to be consumed with it. Yes. But what you do need to do is, you need to be at every meeting. A, you might learn something, but you need to control the meeting. You need to control the dialogue. You need to control the follow up. That's what you're good at as sales professionals. So yeah. as the, at the end result of this is you probably are over time, you're going to learn something just, you're just going to pick it up just because you're going to start hearing the dialogue. You're going to start seeing it, right. You may even start using some of the technology. Absolutely. But you don't have to consume yourself and say, Hey, in order for me to talk about this, I need to know how it works. No, you don't because Hey, I'm living proof of it. i, I still don't even know how 90% of the solutions worked. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it's interesting because what we
1: really need to do is stop trying to become technical experts and start becoming uh, business experts, but but really viewing ourselves as brokers between business problems and people, technology that could, or whatever you sell that could be brought together to solve those business problems. Brokers of knowledge, Daryl. We're knowledge brokers. So, you know, and that's, that's what being a solution salesperson is. So, you know if you, if you're one of those people out there you're a you know you you're working for a company and they're just hammering this solutions thing and it, you know you're you're the one sitting in the back of the room with your arms folded either literally or mentally going i'm not doing this cuz it it's, requires me to be a technical expert let me just let you off the hook on this one that you don't need to be a technical expert. You need to understand what the product can do, what the solution can do to solve a business problem. And like Larry said, as you go on those appointments with your experts, you'll actually become pretty smart uh, just by osmosis. But, it, and if you're sitting in the back of the room, you know, physically or mentally with your arms crossed going, this is going to mess up my sales cycle. I just challenge you to go, what, what really is your sales cycle for a net new client? And I I bet the answer to that is unless it's being served up to you on a silver platter, um, you know, as an upgrade or somebody that is just begging to work with you. And usually that means there's eight other competitors involved and it's a bloodbath and you don't make any money. Unless that's the case, net new clients take a long time. The only way to get a net new client, I would say, other than just maybe developing relationships and, uh, you know, all of that, which you need to continue to do is to find a business problem. And uh, I got to tell you something, my experience, Larry, is business people, uh, (laughs) what do business people like talking about? Well, they like talking about themselves and their business. Exactly. So not only that, it solves the conversation starter. Now, no business person initially wants to talk about your business. They don't really care. They want to talk about themselves. So the beautiful thing about a solutions rep is not only is it not complicated, doesn't require you to be a technical expert. It actually speeds up the sales cycle, at least the front end of it, because the
0: conversations are all about them and their business. Well, the, you know, the, the other thing that, you know, and I'll throw this out there is look at, look at the profit side on hardware. Yeah. Uh, you know, in, unless you're flipping your base and all that, right. Yeah. I mean, you can still get away with profit, but on a net new opportunity, it's very difficult to hold profit. Yeah. Just think about it on the other side. If you start bringing in helping them solve business problems and challenges, that revolves around some technology application or some software application or some solution application. What's the price that they're going to pay to help them solve that? And I I can guarantee you, I can guarantee you there's a ton of profit in that. Well, that's because the equation is not
1: based on the price of the goods and services. The equation is based on the scope of the problem.
0: Right. And, and I think where sales reps are really going to start learning how to do this is when their compensation's tied to selling solutions. And that's a whole other conversation. Uh, and they're going to have to figure it out.
1: Yeah. But, you know, I, I, I've been, the wake up call and, and, and the lights came on for me years ago when I realized and this is, you know, this is for everyone who sells from the heart. I mean, the reason we wanted to bring this topic up today is because because we want to be people that add value. And to add value, you've got to understand your client's business and you need to talk to them genuinely and authentically and honestly about their business problems and about their business goals. And as you do that, as you begin to take that approach and that stance in terms of how you go about being who you are, your identity as a sales professional, you will uncover business problems and, you know, all of us work for organizations that have a wide variety of solutions to those problems doesn't matter if it's software, a specific product innovation, a service. You know, we all sell solutions, but you're an empty shirt in the solutions business until you understand your client's business problem. So, I want to give everyone a path to to get started on this. If you're listening to this, going okay, Daryl, Larry, this is. I don't really believe you. I really believe that you know. I don't have to be a technical expert, really. It's not going to extend my sales cycle. You know, it's it's not complicated. Here's what my challenge to you is: prove us wrong. And the best way to get started in having these conversations is with your current clients. So when you're going to check in on your current clients, uh, maybe just stop and by to check in on everything. Just bring it up in conversation and go man, Larry, it looks like things are going well around here. What are your biggest goals for the rest of this year? You know, or Larry, uh, you know, I'm I'm just kind of curious as you look at your business in general. I mean, what are some of the biggest challenges you guys are facing right now? Just ask those, one of those two or both of those questions about their goals and about their challenges and listen. And you will be surprised at the conversations and opportunities that emerge out of that. It really is amazing. So for everybody who is uh, here this week, thanks for joining us. We can't wait to hear from you about your experiments with solution selling. Thanks for letting us debunk the top three solution selling myths. Make sure to uh, tune in next week. Next week, we're going to be coming to you live from Las Vegas. And next week, I get to speak at a a business technology conference about selling to Gen X. And I have a sneaky suspicion, Larry, that this is going to make it into our podcast. So, I could almost guarantee it. Right?
0: <laughs> there you're going to pick on me
1: for it too. Well, Larry, yeah, exactly. Uh, Larry's a self-proclaimed baby boomer. All we hear about is millennials. So we're going to, for all the Gen Xers, which are also what I call emerging decision makers, uh, we're going to talk about selling to Gen X. But between now and then, keep it real, be genuine, be honest, do the hard work, and most of all, sell from the heart.